Coming up this week, off screen. The Avengers enter the endgame. Bo Burnham takes us to eighth grade. And Julianne Moore finds love in Bel Canto. All those going more, off screen. This is. This is off screen. Off screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the Movie Marker Radio Show and Podcast. Welcome to Offscreen, I'm Dan Connor. And I am Case Allen. Welcome back, Mr. Allen. Hello. Uh, Hi there. Big week for films. Yeah. Big week. Yeah, there's three of them. Three. <laughs> three whole movies. Yeah, we, we usually never get that. Oh, oh honest, we are. There we was are almost four. There was almost four, I'm not going to lie. We did, we did get a screening link for uh, uh, Ash's Purest White. That's but, the uh, one that like broke was uh, pre-sale records. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to cover it in time. Nightmare. So, yeah, well. so you know, we'll have to make do. I mean, well, I hear it's really good, though. Okay, I do. And there so is we might film. be able to get to, to review it at some point. Indeed, there is a film out on Friday as well that uh, one of our writers on Movie Marker, Nadia Nadia B, she uh, has written a review for a film called Sticks, which looks like the female answer to All Is Lost. And I'm intrigued. It's German, I believe. So all the so, lost was Robert Redford on a boat. Yep. And this is, I believe, uh, uh, Suzanne, I forget her surname, on a boat. <laughs> Suzanne, <laughs> I forget her surname, that's, on a that's, boat. That's not a German surname, is it? <laughs> no one who speaks German can be evil. <laughs> so, <laughs> Simpsons reference for the week. Anyway, so uh, before we get to uh, the news, the, the film news, the film reviews, box office top five, and all the usual accoutrements, we need a piece of film news to... Uh, start the ball oh right? and have I got a piece of film news so it was a big massive juicy film announcement yeah that was promised yeah can't tell if it happened <laughs> well I know you were actually seeing Endgame at the time <laughs> yeah that was, um, yeah for the second time in what nine hours yeah. I saw it yeah um, there was a, a press conference big announcement thing for uh, Bond 25 well, yes which is this, which is still the title. Still the title, Bond yeah. 25, yeah. Yeah, we all thought that, it was going to, that the title was going to be announced today, along with, like, possibly not some footage, but maybe something more exciting than just, mm. like, the cast that we pretty much already knew were going to be. That was pretty much it. Yeah, I think their big reveal, they seem to think, was, uh, oh, here's some filming locations. Like, we knew those. Yeah. We literally knew those. Yeah. The filming locations are Jamaica, Norway, but we've already started in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy and uh, London. Yep. Yeah. And, and surprise, surprise, they're, they're going to Pinewood to the 007 stage. That's crazy. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 that'll be really nice. So, uh, yeah. I did see a thing on their official Twitter that was just like <laughs> confirmed Daniel yeah. Craig will be back. Yeah, what? Yeah. What? Oh, what? Did we not know? <laughs> yeah. For me, it was the reveal that Rami Malek is the, is the villain. And I'm thinking, well, this is Vin Diesel group all over again we knew this yeah, for like we're, a year we're, we're well aware you know the minute he had the Oscar it was more or less confirmed yeah. because the Bond series loves recent Oscar winners as we know yeah I think the most uh, surprising thing is Jeffrey Wright is coming back that yeah that intrigues me yeah, yeah that is intriguing so he was in Quantum of Solace he played Felix Leiter Leiter yeah Felix Leiter yeah, yeah. And, uh, and who did he star next to in all his scenes in Quantum of Solace do you remember I don't it was David Harbour David Harbour was the corrupt government oh, agent, if you remember, yeah. yeah. But no one knew who David Harbour was back then. So, you know, it was... I mean, people still don't after Hellboy. <laughs> no. Did anyone see Hellboy? 
Come on, Ben. I mean, not not according to Box Office Top Five. Come on. No, no. I mean, I saw it, and I don't think it's the worst movie. I don't even think it was the worst movie out that week. I I am just going to wait until it's on Netflix, and I have like a night to myself where I can eat like two giant like mm. spicy pizzas. You know when it is on Netflix. Right. That's where it'll actually feel at home as well, because oh, it actually does feel like something that's been made for Netflix. Yeah, it'll it'll get a following there. It will. It will. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, it was it was kind of announced Bond twenty five. It's coming out Maybe. April next year because Bond films never seem to take that long to. Make. They don't, do they? They seem to be out in like six months. I, I remember watching the Skyfall reveal, like, reveal mm. and. Yeah, that was only like seven or eight months from actual release. So the only like, one how, of, how are they going to turn it around? The only one I've ever watched was the one where they, they debuted Daniel Craig, where they announced it was him. Oh, That's the right. only Bond reveal I've ever actually uh, sat through. And I was in uh, Abu Dhabi at the time, I think. Mm. Uh, I'd see if I was on YouTube. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, because he, he had like peroxide blonde hair at the time. So um, it was like a really massive deal. I, mean, yeah. I remember it being a massive deal, but it was a blonde He bond. was in the suit. He had floppy blonde hair, and he was on like a small boat with I, like MI, little like armed troops yeah. um, sailing him down the Thames, and that's how they introduced the world to the new James okay. Bond. And it was... Uh, I, I will try and... I'll try and October right 2005. That was What was the exact date? The exact day, October yeah. 18th, 2005, I believe. I only know this because it's my ex-girlfriend's birthday. But uh, <laughs> we will not tell your current girlfriend. And I had to, and I had to call her from uh, Abu Dhabi. Wow, so. if, if you are correct on that, I'll, I'll buy you a Coke. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got Bond to look forward to. Rami Malek's the, the villain. Uh, um, Billy Magnuson's going to be in it. Yeah, Billy Magnuson. Who saw that coming? I like him. I know you're not too... I like him in game, right? Just, what's the name? There's something up. Did you watch a bit of Oath? The Oath. Which was the Ike Baronholtz political... Oh, yes! Yeah, he does the cop, isn't he? He's actually really good in that. I thought that was really good, that movie. And he's in Get he Shorty, is. and he's great in Get Shorty. Oh, he is! He's good in that as well. Oh, God damn it. So, Are you turning me into a fan of, of, of Billy Magnuson? Yeah. Ugh! <laughs> oh, I've just remembered, I have to email Disney about Aladdin, actually. He's in that, isn't he? But... Oh, sorry, you just you dropped your Disney name bag. <laughs> just, just get hey. that for you. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make no secret of how much I adore Disney this week. But uh, so um, <laughs> is that because this big sack of money? Maybe just yeah, yeah, the big yeah, big sack yeah, of, yeah. of critic money. So other cast members intrigued me uh, mm. with uh, with Bond. Got? Lashana Lynch from Captain Marvel. Yeah, who plays uh, Rambo? I really like her. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maria, Maria is, Rambo. Is she Maria or Monica? I forget which one is the mum, which one's the daughter. Uh, Maria's the mum. Monica's the Monica's daughter. Mom. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah so Lashana Lynch, who I didn't realise was English. Yes, she is. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, very having good. seen Captain Marvel, American didn't get accent. a clue. Her accent's good. Yeah, very good. And also uh, David Densick from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That's where I know him from. Yes, yeah. I know. You see his Thank face, you. don't you? I feel like you should be surrounded by cigarette smoke, and then you think that might be because the of... smokiest film it is ever. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think we didn't review films together when that came out. No, and I think in the it was like 2012, 2011, 2012 Tinker Tailor, but. Um, when that movie came out, I think one of my things about it was the production design was so intense that you mm. could literally feel the the, uh, the 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 lingering weight of the tobacco yeah. smoke in the air just crushing you down. There's a, there's a lot of beiges and weird browns <laughs> exactly. and like cobalt blue colours. Uh, I don't know who Dali Bensala is. I, I'm not particularly no, familiar. No, nor do I. Uh, apparently, a Thai boxer before he was an actor. So, so he'll, he'll be doing some fights. He'll be doing some fights. That's cool. And for me, the big news. Anna Diarmas. 
aka this planet's most beautiful woman, is going to usurp Barbara Bach as, in my opinion, the hottest Bond girl. That is what he looked like right there. That picture. That one. Yep. <laughs> 13 years ago. Look at that. This, this makes for great podcasting. When it does. When we, yeah, like, like, oh, look at that video from now. And of course, the big thing that everyone cares about with Bond 25 is that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is having input in the script as well. So, yeah, which we've talked about previously. I, think. I, I actually think about this is the thing I'm the most excited about. Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm a big Killing Eve and Fleabag fan. So, before we get to our first review of the week, then let's talk about the podcast edition real quick. Plug that if you want the extended version of the show. More extra bump after the end credits, including a moment of Cage. More news, more reviews, more Nicholas Cage. Uh, find that on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, anything with. Pod- podcasts in it you can find us and uh, in the meanwhile we should move on to our first review of the week and oh it's a doozy what is it? it's a doozy sir so we're going to talk about i believe it's bel canto we're doing first i keep wanting to say bella canto i don't know why that is I, I can i can imagine to be honest right so i'm going to show you the poster for this if you've not seen it recently that's the poster right I have, there I have okay. seen that poster. now based on that poster i assumed this was a period piece movie it is not. It is set in the present day. It is a fictionalised movie in which a world-renowned opera singer, played by Julianne Moore through the purposes of lip-sync, um, becomes... She, she's uh, performing, I think, in like an embassy in South America. And uh, one of the guests is uh, an industrialist uh, played by Ken Watanabe. While they are there, a hostage situation unfolds. The, the, the place is un- placed under siege, the, there's guns wow. pointed at them, and this is one of those hostage situations that goes on for several days, weeks, etc. Uh, and of course, uh, as you'd expect, Julianne Moore and Ken Watanabe find love in the middle of all this. Here's a clip. The government has turned off the weather to the house to make things more uncomfortable for us. Mm-hmm, I gathered that. We need water. My comrade, Commandant Alfredo, wants to shoot someone just to show the government who is in charge. But I have another thought. What's that? I want you to sing. I want you to sing loudly enough that these animals outside can hear it. What good would that do? It might remind them what is at stake. Bit of trivia for you, Mr. Allen. Do you know who directs and co-wrote this movie? Off the top of your head. Uh, No. I could go to IMDb right now for somebody I do I'm sure know. Could. Uh, it is Paul White. As in, about a boy, Paul White. As in, hang on, I'll pull up the directorial list for you. As in, as in Mozart in the Jungle, Paul White. As in, Little Fockers. As in, American Dreams, Cirque de Freak. Brother of Chris White. Yes. Yes. And, uh, oh, an American ah. Pie. Yeah. How do you forget yeah. American Pie? Yeah. That's the first one I would go to. Uh, Oh, and Down to Earth and yeah. In Good Company, that underrated Scarlett Johansson Topher Grace mm. movie. Uh, yeah, this is not among his best work. It is quite dull. This has been sat on a shelf for literally years. Mm. And when you see the finished film... When, yeah, can, when was that filmed? I, I, do you know, I don't know. I've seen it around on, on Blu-ray and things in other countries. You know when you go on like uh, Movie Time websites, whatever the modern version of Movie Time is called, mm. uh, and you see like foreign Blu-rays and things like that, like Bel Canto has been around for literally years. Mm. It's just not particularly gripping. Um, but so, there is a cast member. Go on. Who has got my name? Oh, Ryo Case. That's insane. <laughs> but like my actual name's a surname. Is... I will say though, uh, Sebastian Kosher I thought was quite good in it. Uh, oh yeah, I like him. Mm-hmm. He's I think far and away the best performer. Ken Watanabe, uh, you know, he, he's good in it, but the, the, it's just not a particularly entertaining film. And it does feel like 
he's kind of the big shining beacon in the middle of this film that's just crumbling to bits and sinking around him. And yeah, you just spotted the thing that I was about to drop on you. It is a movie. It is a movie in 2019 (laughs) that includes, and they play this completely straight, Christopher Lambert. And he's awful in it, and the movie is not good. <laughs> it's competently made, I would say, but I, I couldn't really give it much more than that. And the Julianne Moore lip sync thing is ludicrous. I forgot he was in Hail Caesar because that really took me out of that film. He was in Hail Caesar, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I remember <clears> just being like, "Scott's kind of McLean." I know him recently, <laughs> having been in uh, the Blacklist. Blacklist, yeah, he's been in the Blacklist, but also uh, he's joined the Kickboxer series. You know, the revived Kickboxer. Mm. As uh, they rebooted it, like brought Van Damme back as like a generational torch pa- passing kind of a thing. Yeah, Christopher Lambert joined it as well. I got really uh, freaked out by something to do with Blacklist the other day. Really? Um, so I was I was driving, and mm. you know you see those like sky vans. Yeah, yeah, and they always have just like pictures of shows. Yeah, yeah, one show takes up the entire side, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. well, this this <laughs> one had Blacklist on it, and uh, this guy was driving like quite erratically and like completely undertook me. So it looked like James Spade was coming for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. and I had to like slam the brakes, and James Spader was like right there in front of my windscreen. It was it was horrifying. My boyhood hero, you know. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, all about the Spade man. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I am not, however, all about Bel Canto. I found it uh, quite tedious, quite trying. Not like my bad Canto. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's out. That's out Friday. I, I I really wouldn't recommend it. With the latest film news and reviews, this is off screen. The Movie Marker radio show and podcast. And we're back, Mr. Allen, and, well, it's it's taken 11 years. It's taken 21 movies. Uh, I mean, we could do some film news, but I think uh, we'd both probably just want to launch right into uh, the, I mean, I could, the oh, big I could movie do, this week. I could do some news about how much it's already made. <laughs> it's been out for 12 hours. Right, how much in 12 hours? Because we're recording this, obviously, on Thursday the 25th of April. Right, well, it's available it's like, to the world tomorrow. Slightly, slightly more than 12 hours, because... Mm. What time is it now? Half, half, half five. It's half five. So, so it's had... Yeah, name enough for day, hang on. Yeah, and it has grossed how much in its first day, Mr. Allen? Okay, so this is just, this is overseas, mm. so this isn't counted America, because I guess this is an American website. Mm-hmm. Um, so its first day, $170 million. Good Lord. And they're actually saying that this could make a billion in its opening weekend. In a weekend, which would be the first film to do. <sighs> I think so. I think so. I mean, right, okay, we've both seen the film. We can't. We've so- both seen it. Twice. Yeah, we can't say an awful lot about it without ruining it for other people. Um, you know, hashtag don't spoil the end game, hashtag class demands your silence, etc. Mm. So let us do what the marketing campaign has done and keep it to the first 15 minutes. Um, yeah, that makes sense. 15 minutes. That's what it, the marketing campaign literally covers 15 minutes. That is insane. Yeah. The marketing covers four minutes Good longer on than the average episode of Robot Chicken. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. That is that is bonkers. Okay, so um, Thanos won. Spoiler alert if you didn't see the last one. but uh, Yeah, we can spoil we can, Infinity War. Infinity War we can now That's been a year. Yeah. So Thanos won. Uh, he snapped his fingers. He blinked out half the life in the universe, including, conveniently, pretty much all of the newer Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> so the kind of the ones left are kind of our original, original Avengers team, plus a couple of... And some extra. Yeah, and a couple of new yeah. ones. Two uh, Yeah, that you, you will have seen at the end of the last movie. And, of course, one new player who has joined the universe recently... Uh, uh, none other than Brie Larson. And, uh, well, 
our reunited Avengers are broken, defeated, you know, just unbalanced. Some of them handle it better than others, to be fair. And, uh, well, they are reunited with a lost player, we shall say, who brings with him a new piece of the puzzle that they can utilise to stop the Mad Titan, save the universe, revert everything to how it should be. That is all you're getting from me. Here's a clip. You've done so well. I know, I really have. (laughs) Right, here's a clip. He used the stones again. Hey, We'd be going in shorthanded, you know? Look, he's still got the stones, so... So let's get up. Use them to bring everyone back. Just like that? Yeah, just like that. Even if there's a, a small chance that we can undo this, I mean, we owe it to everyone who's not in this room to try. If we do this, how do we know it's going to end any differently than it did before? Because before you didn't have me. Hey, new girl, everybody in this room is about that superhero life. And if you don't mind my asking, where the hell have you been all this time? There are a lot of other planets in the universe. And unfortunately, they didn't have you guys. I like this one. Let's go get this son of a bitch. Now, obviously, that is a slightly long for a clip for us, yeah. but it kind of deserves to be. The film is long. The film is three hours and two minutes long. Did you feel it? That's a question. Did you feel that? Really Honestly, time? no. No, I didn't either. No, I, uh, I think it's quite it's quite brisk yeah. for how much is involved. There's a lot of movie. There's a lot. So much movie. Yeah. You could say there were like maybe two. Like I think this could two be, movies. Yeah. You could have broken this down as two films on its own. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's giving any away by saying this no. could be two films. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, noticeably as well, in terms of the structure of it, you do feel like there actually is a division point within it where you could have split this into another film. Yeah. Now, for me, this is the movie that once and for all says that the the success of the the MCU seems to have come down to to bathos, to you know, amp up the character and then sign it off with a wink and nod and a joke. Yeah. Now, I love that. This is the movie that kind of really, once and for all, cements that that has worked, that has proven the successful formula, and what happens if we apply it to Return of the King. And here we are. Avengers Endgame, which is basically 50 Return of the Kings all at once, <laughs> along, with the, yeah. along with Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, along Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. There's a certain Deep Space Nine episode that comes up, and there is a certain Doctor Who episode that leaps to mind. And, yeah, it's just so much movie. So, what did you love, what did you not love? Tell me, Mr. Allen. I don't know what to say. I don't know what I can say. It's, this is so difficult. If we just go with performances first, like we just say, who do we think? Oh, is let's, good? let's do that. Yeah, yeah I okay. like that. Oh, I can say like who I am pleasantly surprised by. Okay, so Hawkeye, because I've always liked Hawkeye, but this is the most I've liked Hawkeye because there's a lot more depth afforded him, I think, than has ever been before. I think really, Age of Ultron's about the, as close as we came to giving him the layer of the level of characterization yep. that we've got in this. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I like the different pairings of characters True. that we've got in this as opposed to in other films. Can I just say how much I enjoy the interaction between uh, Bradley Cooper and Mark Ruffalo? 
I, yeah, I enjoy that dynamic very much. Yeah. Uh, I also like that those characters uh, have have a very specific level of interaction with Chris Hemsworth, which I, I think is almost worth the movie for on its <laughs> yeah. own. Um, I like, like you could you could watch Most Free on a road trip. I would like to uh, echo a sentiment from your dear wife and uh, give a shout out to Scargio on this one because uh, who ever thought that Scarlett Hansen was going to be one of the most impressive figures in an Avengers movie? And again, well, from watching Iron Man, Man Two, she's just <laughs> yeah. she's a secretary, sexy lamp, yeah, sexy, yeah, sexy lamp, sexy lamp. That's the term, as Calvin tells me. Yeah, but she's like Hawkeye as well. Where there's, I think, there's a level of characterization there that that character has never really had before. They've always teased it, but yeah, never followed through in actually developing it in any way. Yeah, and I think that the setup that we get here, which for those first fifteen minutes. Oh, for the first half hour, maybe, mm. does kind of play like the MCU equivalent of the leftovers. I don't think that's much. Oh, of a right. that's not much. Because no, no, that's if much. you've seen Infinity War, that's what you know you're going to get from Endgame. <laughs> yeah, and I like that they do give that some exploration, not too much or anything. I think they explore it just the right amount. Yeah. We see enough of that world in in the writing that I think works well. The script, I think, is terrific. I, I think every line in this thing just flows. Every plot yeah, beats. It doesn't seem necessarily forced. Everything's there for mm. a reason. There's a little... I think there's occasionally, every now and again, a fleeting bit of clunkiness in there. And there is a moment in this movie, and uh, if I just say girl power, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, there is a moment in this that I think is going to become remembered for this franchise in the way that Legolas sliding down the elephant is remembered from Return of the King. You know the bit? What, so positively? I don't understand what you're saying. In, in that sort of... Yeah, but that bit... I think that'll happen. I actually think that'll happen. I... I disagree. You disagree? Well, it's, it's open to interpretation. It's, 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 it is open to interpretation. That's true. It's, it's hard to argue mm. when, like, not... That and people have seen it yet. Yes, I think when people have seen it, I think that's going to come up, and we're going to we're going to see that moment. Yeah, um, I, I I will say that I think more people are going to love that particular bit yeah. than are going to dislike it. Maybe I'm just jaded because there's a ropey bit of CGI in there. <laughs> Maybe, well, that, that was your <laughs> thing for Black Panther, wasn't it? So yes. Uh, now that's another thing. So let's let's talk about stuff that doesn't work in this movie. Now. I will say that I think some of the the, the action sequence, the action choreography, particularly in the the late third act, I think is a little bit too hectic. It's a bit too indecipherable and a bit too incoherent. It's not quite up to the straight, seamless level of even Black Panther, to be honest. I thought Black Panther had a lot more of a sense of physicality in its action scenes than the latter bit of this film does. Yeah, but there's, there's less people. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? This is uh, it's an all-star yeah. movie, so you, you have to you kind of explain it away. I, I rewatched Avengers the other day, mm. and that that is great. That first, that, the first one. Yeah, but there's yeah. there's six Avengers. So, well, yes, there's <laughs> that. Now that's an interesting thing as well. Now, I I personally think that Infinity War is a more a, a more focused, more streamlined film than this is. But this is a lot more fun. This is a lot more wacky out there. Kind yeah. of far, far more than you'd expect, given what we left last time. <laughs> I didn't expect to have a single laugh in this film. I mean, I literally, I cried within a minute of the movie starting. Yeah. But well, it's it's ultimately got to be hopeful because mm. otherwise, no one's going to enjoy it. Very much so. Like you don't want to be like 
depressed and melancholic after watching Infinity War and then have another three hours <laughs> of that don't. same feeling. No, you don't. So, I mean, yeah. with, without going into spoilers, we, we can say, you know, there are deaths, there are resurrections, there are, you know, massive, massive action sequences. There are six billion one-liners in there. and Yeah, most of them talk talk. <laughs> most of them, yeah. yeah. And I like that we do get to see levels of these... That's, that's oh. ominous. Wow, okay. Big, big thunderclap in the background there. That's Thor the God of Thunder. I was just going to say that. that. Damn. <laughs> but um, I, I like that there are... <laughs> we need that in one of these. I still think when Thor turned up in Wakanda in the last movie, it should have been an immigrant that. song playing over the over that bit. <laughs> They've only got some... I know this is going to make all the money, but... Yeah. <laughs> they, can't, they can't play Led Zeppelin every time. Right. This is another thing. Let's, let's talk about that a second. I know that the, the buzzword, the watchword with Endgame really is excess. I mean, in every sense, excess. Yeah. So, I mean, character excess... Action excess, spectacle excess, money excess. So, I mean, this thing must have this thing cost what about three hundred mil something. Is that including marketing? I'm, I'm not, not sure. I, I think it was wasn't it two or three hundred million just on marketing. Well, they they shot them back to back, didn't mm. they? And then did reshoots and yeah. pickups and whatever for this. There is a cameo at one stage that involves the use of computer de aging that you do find yourself thinking. That's got to have cost you about three million in in, in right, cost yeah, just for that. Just to do that. Yeah. And I love that you did <laughs> you did it. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. If anything, it's mm. it's all the attention to every detail. That's it. I will argue that this has no accessibility whatsoever outside of fans of the franchise because it its literal hook yeah. is this is what you love. Yeah, I know that I'm going to talk to people that are not as familiar with all the films and me and they're not going to like it as much. So it, you're going to love it depending on how much you mm. know of the preceding 21 films. But it, it being inaccessible to newcomers is hardly much, hardly worth complaining about when you consider it's the 22nd film. I, yeah, you know I mean, what if, I mean? if you're not on Bulbous Train at this point... yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think 22 in, you, you, you can get away with it now. I think we can mm. stop pretending that we need to you know, welcome the uninitiated because there are literally box sets you can refer to or the Wikipedia page, or I'm sure there are enough supercuts on the internet. Yeah, but now because we are this, this mm. deep in, I think there are, just, there are some main ones that yeah. you can watch and that'll give you all you need to know. Uh, this does recontextualise certain films, I think, in a certain way, in a certain new way, which I think is quite cleverly done. I think it is done mm. with uh, a sense of quite, you know, a, well, bravado and fun as well. And uh, we do get to poke fun at a few of the characters along the way which I really like um, I mean we're pushing time ready we're literally 11 minutes ready um, wow. so for me it's we've talked about for a long time without to... really saying anything but that's it because we can't yeah. I'll tell you what I will do I will, I will describe this film with a line of its own dialogue which is I consider this an unqualified win so that's it for me. I, I loved it. I cried. I laughed. I cheered. You know, I was emotionally devastated by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was. It was when Martha died. Yeah. 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 It was when it was with Martha. Yeah. It totally. was when Martha died. Yeah. But I like that they bonded over the fact they both had Martha's. Yeah. You know that that, that was really. I like that. So like Cap didn't kill him because his mum's named Martha, <laughs> Martha as well. Yeah. Yeah. And can we all just please start appreciating how truly stupid that whole Martha thing really was? <laughs> so Avengers Endgame in cinemas now. Odds are you've either seen it or you're going to see it because it's made. Yeah. All you've, the money. you've already booked tickets to watch it and. and uh, Two glowing thumbs up from me. Yeah. Let's let's do the, the Loki thing from Ragnarok, which is 
<laughs> you, me, thumbs. Uh, big fan. Can't wait to see it again. Uh, are you going to see it another time as well? Uh, yeah, probably not within the next 24 hours. <laughs> Sunday morning for me. I yeah, think maybe next week. Yeah. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. The Movie Marker radio show and podcast. And we're back, Mr. Allen. So, a piece of film news. What have you got for me before we kick off the uh, box office top five? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is an actor. Um, I'm aware of this. Who, uh, yeah, he, he stars in films. He doesn't star in them all too regularly. He produces a lot. He it? does produce a lot. Um, he's, uh, he's a friend of uh, uh, nature and the planet. Yes, I'm, I know that of him, yes. Mm. He, he is quite, uh, quite into his uh, ecology, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, ecology and supermodels. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what you think. Those two go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. Jeez, I'd become a hippie if it meant I got to bone supermodels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he has decided what his next film is going to be, and it sounds ace. It yeah. sounds really good. So he has had uh, offers mm. from Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, right. Uh, Alejandro Inuitu. Okay. Because they're, they're Bezzies. And Guillermo del Toro. Oh. And... He's picked Guillermo del Toro. As you would, to Which, be honest. That's probably excited me the most. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I would be intrigued to see DiCaprio in a del Toro film. That's... Yeah. I think because the last time uh, he, he did something sort of comparable to the del Toro film, probably was Shutter, Shutter Island. Island. yeah. Uh, which he's very good in. Yeah. And, and stars next to a Hulk. So And, and he stars next... And, and there's, a, there's a Ben Kingsley. And there's a Ben Kingsley. Which was a Mandarin. Yeah. The Mandarin and the Hulk. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do really enjoy uh, irritating other film critics whenever they say an actor's name and I'll just name the Marvel movie they're in. Mm. Uh, it, it does irk a lot of the older film critics. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I Carry on. I play a little bit of a sick delight in it, to be honest. So uh, the film is called Nightmare Alley. It is like it. an adaptation of a 1946 novel. Um, it is... Uh, Ooh, noir. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a noir. Mm. Uh, it's about the uh, rise and fall of a con man set against the backdrop of a second-rate carnival huh. with horror bits happening because so, GDT. Hang on, so we get GDT, yep. we get DiCaprio, yep. we get a con man and a carnival. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in, you got me. You got we me. just need Dan DeVito yeah. with a big top hat. That's yeah, all we need next. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> you got me on there. Um, I'll save this story for when we have news next. But uh, Disney killed a bunch of uh, Fox movies, didn't they? Yeah, did, actually, did we talk about one last week? Did we talk about Mouse Guard? No, we didn't talk about Mouse Guard last week. So let's read the top five, and then we'll go through the list because there's a few of them. I think that's the plan. Okay, so box office top five. Here we go. Number five, Red Joan. Red Joan, really? Top five. No, no, nice. I can't figure it out. It's very popular with uh, the older crowd. This one, and it is the kind of film that when you see it, you do think, "Yeah, I can see that." How playing. many? How many old ladies called Joan? You think were like? <gasps> I actually saw this in a saga screening, so I'm willing to bet there were a few old ladies yeah. named Joan. If you were just like Joan, Joanie, we'd all be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I want to just walk in and say, "Alfie," yeah. and just see <laughs> Dad, Dad, Dad. <laughs> We've got Arthur in here. There's an Arthur in the room. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it does. I can see it having a certain level of appeal uh, to the older crowd, and that's fair enough. The film isn't particularly bad. Mm. It's just not particularly exciting or, 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 or... I mean, it's an interesting story, but it's not interestingly pulled it's, off. It's uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier of Joan. It, exactly. I think I went... Was it Tinker Lamer Soldier of Spy? Yes, you did. I yeah. <laughs> 
Which, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, you know, uh, Judy Dench is really trying with this one. Like, I mean, effortlessly, because mm. she's brilliant anyway. But the problem is that the film simply isn't there to provide her the support, you know, uh, that she needs. And she's better than the material, even though the film really doesn't give her an awful lot to, to show off. Mm. Which is a shame. I, I, I was looking forward to it, but eh, it'll do. Number four. Kalank. Wait, I, I don't know this one. I would, so, ass- I would assume it's a Bollywood. It is a Bollywood film, right? This is this has taken enormous flack. Okay, so what's this, it about? It, it, I'm not actually sure what the plot of it is, but it's a Bollywood sort of all-star film. It's got a lot of high-profile Bollywood stars mm. in it. It's very expensive. It's got these grand OTT sets and everything like that, and people seem to have really taken against it. So the people who have seen it seem mm. to have real issues with it. Now it's. Uh, Oh, here we are. It's set in 1945, India. So I do recognise some of the people. Well, yeah. as, as always seems to be the case, whenever you, what you or I actually see a Bollywood film, we always tend to know more than we actually yeah. think we it's do. Bizarre, isn't it? It's just that we never get to see them. Yeah. <laughs> I do like a Bollywood. I do. I do. I really liked. Uh, what was the one? Was it Superstar or something like that? Yeah, Superstar was good. That uh, one is great. Oh, what was the uh, SRK uh, movie I really like? Shah Rukh Khan starred in the movie Fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loved that. that I would watch that again. Also, I've still never seen To Whom 3, which... You you should watch that entire entire trilogy, yeah. Yeah. The first one isn't even called Doom, is it? Is it not? No. It's really weird. weird. It sounds like a rom-com. It's like, all you need is love or something like that. (laughs) That's It it, it really irked me, that one. Uh, To Whom 3 got advertised in Cineworld, in Sheffield, or posters up and everything. It was going to be released in IMAX, and then they wimped out on the day came. Yeah. And it didn't get shown. And I was genuinely looking... It was coming out over Christmas as well. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, you worked there at the time, didn't Mm, you? I did. But uh, now it's... uh, that was a real disappointment. People don't seem to enjoy Clank anyway. But no, uh, it's uh, it's got a three point eight uh, out of ten on IMDb. Wow! So good lord. Okay, fair enough. There we are. In which case, number three, Captain Shazam. <laughs> Hang on, I'm confused. Which one actually is it? Is it Captain Marvel or Shazam? Captain Lady Marvel. Captain Lady Marvel. Okay, yeah. so Captain Lady Marvel, which obviously gets recontextualised in the wake of uh, Avengers Endgame because everything does. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was among the better MCU movies. Uh, Decent but, origin story. But it's a solid enough origin story, isn't it? We get to see Phil Coulson again. Ben <laughs> Mendelsohn's yeah. great. Is Ben Mendelsohn. Of course he is. And he even gets to that little Pulp Fiction reference with his, uh, yeah. his shake cup, yeah. which I'm sure you I, can't have avoided. On the internet, and uh, uh, I like Sam Jackson in it quite a bit as well, and Lashana Lynch. Yeah, but in fact, I don't think there's a weak link in Captain Marvel. I would, I would argue, possibly Jude Law. You think? Yeah, it does feel like uh, uh, like his casting is a little bit too showy for that part. Like I feel yeah. like that. In, in a very strange way, I almost feel like Jude Law and Ben Mendelsohn might have worked better the other way around. You know what I mean? In a very strange way, I think that might have played better. I can understand why they cast him the way they did because mm. I get actually I won't say anything because I don't know who's seen Captain Marvel yet. Oh, okay, no, let's, yeah. let's say nothing. Let's say nothing. Uh, but yeah, so Captain Marvel, I was a fan. You were a fan. Yeah, I'll see it again. I mean, inevitably because it's I've, I've seen it. I've seen it twice. I think I, I tend to see all these films twice now. I think I saw it twice in the end. Yeah, but I did enjoy it though. I must have seen that movie twice. <laughs> Number two, Dumbo. Did you have you had the pleasure of Dumbo at all? 
No, I, I will wait until it is out on some kind mm. of home release streaming no, service. The reason I asked with that was I know they, they've done a lot of parent and baby screenings in cinemas with Dumbo. They've really played that up. I didn't know if it was something either you or Cassie had gone to with uh, with uh, our recent arrival, The Youngling. Uh, yeah, no, not yet. We've actually not taken him to the cinema just because, yeah, yeah every... Because I work most of the week. Mm. Um, and the only day when I, when I have free... Is is for when we do like a kids screening at a certain art house cinema, shall, shall I say? Uh, and um, the last time I looked for it, the film was uh, at Eternity's Gate. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> frankly, I didn't know who would be crying more, me or my son. So is, it, yeah, 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 I can understand that. Yeah, uh, my sister's really into them. My sister keeps taking Hank to uh, to to baby parent screenings, mm. and uh, she nearly did Captain Marvel, but didn't. And uh, well, obviously, we took him. To, <coughs> we took him to. Uh, to uh, London, we took him to Leicester Square for the, the multimedia. Mm. Um, but yeah, he seems to really get on with the uh, the baby parent screenings. Yeah. He seems to really he seems to settle quite well. Also, it turns out that my six month old nephew is uh, a screen addict. He he can't go figure. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. he's related to me. Who knows? Yeah. Um, well, uh, Cameron Cameron loves a screen. Like <laughs> it, could, it could be phone. It could be. TV, hmm. yeah, he doesn't cry. He just kind of fixates yeah, on it, yeah. which I'm sure like some healthcare professionals would say that's not healthy. But also, it's it brings silence. Whatever. Hmm. It brings silence. He might be a director. Who knows? <laughs> He's clearly the next auteur of his generation. I mean, we all know this. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I am just going to point out though that your uh, your son does look an awful lot like the Boss Baby. Like I I, I I see it every time I look at Cameron. But does, I see doesn't the just every baby look like Bob? Oh, is it specifically? Specifically, it's because of the eyes and the hair. It's because it's, it's like a blondie. It's like blonde hair. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Dumbo. Dumbo. We, need, we should probably talk about Dumbo, which is very good. Yeah. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's, it's very it's good. Very good. Uh, Danny DeVito's uh, you know fun in it. Uh, I'll tell you <laughs> what, what I like from the trailers and the pictures I've seen. Go on. I like Michael Keaton's wig. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun look for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like him and Danny Vito being in the film. A Tim Burton film together. What's the name of the character from The Simpsons who sells the monorail? Lyle Lanley. Yeah, that's who Michael Keaton reminds me of in Dumbo. Lyle Lanley. <laughs> <laughs> I've sold monorails to Andenburg, North Haverbrook. And by <laughs> God, I didn't put <laughs> them on the map. <laughs> Blue came off my pudding again. Take, Take my, my bed off, my good man. man. <laughs> But yeah, Dumbo is—it's—it's it's a good time. It's just not—it's uh, not a particularly memorable one after the fact. I mean, yeah. it is—it's very dialed back, Tim Burton. Do you think kids yeah. are loving it? I can say the kids that were in our screen seem to really enjoy it. So that's cool. And my thirty-year-old kids, the, yeah. uh, my cousins who I took along with us, they thought it was great. In fact, they told me off when I gave it a decidedly average rating in a review. So mm. yeah, we shall see. Number one. Boy Marvel. <laughs> I really thought you were going, we should there! <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about it. I didn't. What, I actually that? got to see this again. I actually saw this a second time. Oh, nice. And I want to just mark that moment. I have seen a DCEU movie voluntarily a second time. Who are you? On theatrical. And it's great. It is a bloody marvel, this thing. And <laughs> funny, no pun intended. Um, I, I think it's really fun. I, I genuinely think this is far and away the best movie of the entire DCEU uh, canon it's the first one of these I've enjoyed end to end I have a lot of laughs in it Mark Strong makes for that same kind of fun but genuinely threatening villain that he always does very uh, I'd say kick-ass in terms of where it goes in terms of the aggression and nastiness kind of like kick-ass in one sense yeah maybe just not as 
like ultraviolet. I guess. No, they're not as ultraviolet. Oh, but I, I really yeah. love Zach Levy. I think he's got real charisma in this. Do you know what? For us, family friendly, he says, I feel like it really pushes like the twelve A RPG thirteen rating just with like the creature design. Mm, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I found. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. Like, there's, there's some, there's some beasties. Yeah, yeah, of course, there's, there's beasties, there's, yeah. There's, and they are... Uh, got some beasties. I would argue they yeah. play in that same way that the Hellhounds from Ghostbusters play, like, 30 years yes. about that kind that's of that's what scale. they remind me of. Yeah. The Zuldogs? Zool. Yeah. The Zuldogs, or, or, or... I don't know. Whatever Dana turned into. <laughs> yeah. There's no Dana on the Zool. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Shazam, I, uh, I think the magic word is fun. But, uh, yeah, I was a big fan. With the latest film news and reviews... This is Offscreen, the Movie Marker radio show and podcast. And we have returned for the final block. You've given me a review. What is that review? That review is eighth grade. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> well, do you know what? Deservedly so. I, I did. I did think of you as I was watching it actually, because obviously it comes. This is the directorial debut of Bo Burnham. I don't personally know uh, the work of, of Bo Burnham. He's, he's someone who I know as a name. Someone yeah. who has a stand-up special, something on Netflix. I pass every time I'm looking for something to watch. He does. I've, he he was kind of known as being a yes a stand-up, but a musical stand-up ah, as well. I see. Okay. So he he, he he sings, he plays guitar. There's something of like a country edge to a lot of his huh. music, but he's very funny. Right, really it turns funny. out that he is very Sundance friendly, I would say, in terms of his way of crafting a film. Like, you watch this song, you sit and think, like, I didn't look it up, I'm sort of thinking, this had to have been huge on the festivals. Had to yeah. have been. It's the kind of film that just screams, we bought this at Sundance! Yeah. That kind of a thing. Well, haven't we been talking about it for a long time? Like, we've yes. we're only just getting it. Been in the pipe for a good year, easy. Yeah. And that's the thing of awards films anyway. They always tend to feel like they've been around longer than they actually have. Mm. I mean, look at mid-90s recently. Mid-90s felt like it, like it should have been out eight months ago. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so very similar comparison point, actually, in this to mid-90s. So this is the story of uh, Kayla. She's a uh, 14-year-old girl. I think she's 13 or 14. Mm. Eighth grade in the U.S. is age 13 to 14, really. Um it is the story of effectively just her life. It is the final few weeks of junior school, junior high school, as they call it in this. And she's, uh, you know, she's next going to ascend to high school. And of course, there's a lot of neuroses that come with that. There's the neuroses of just being a 14 year old, and mm. there's, you know, the coming of age staples like wanting to get with the bad boy, and your pimples breaking out, <laughs> trying to feel physically comfortable within yourself, and and how to run a successful YouTube vlog, which she also does oh. in this. Because it's a movie for for millennials, but uh, what well, for the children of millennials? We, we were talking about uh, YouTubers and vloggers earlier, weren't we? We were, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we sounded very old. <laughs> we did. So here is a clip. I don't even know you. Yeah, I'm respecting you. Hey, oh my God, Kayla! Wait, hi, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Okay, so this is Kayla. Sorry, <laughs> this is, she's like super chill and amazing, and also she's my shadow. And um, yeah, so this hi. is Anaya, and you guys met today, uh, Riley and Trevor. Trevor. The whole, the whole gang. Are you hungry? Uh, I'm fine. Okay, well, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna eat. I think. Oh, well, I'll grab food then. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Hey. Phone. All that he did 
was he put his arm on your shoulder? So that's Kayla meeting high school friends at the mall. You know when you go to big school for a day to yeah. like see what it's like? She's done that <laughs> effectively. And uh, I really liked this. In, in the same way, though, that you can describe mid-90s as being relatively plotless, you can do the same with this. It's not a film about it's, plot, It's though. a snapshot of yeah. time. It's a bit like Ladybird. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, when it comes to coming-of-age stuff, you don't have to have a plot. That's kind of the fun of the coming-of-age. It's yeah. not the journey. It's, it's not the, the destination. It's the journey. It's just like, this, this is a month in yeah. this... Yeah, this person's life or this situation. So, incidentally, where do you know Elsie Fisher from offhand? You know... Uh, I recognise her, I'm sure you're going to tell me, and I'm going to be like, oh yeah, of course she is. <laughs> She's the voice of Agnes in Despicable Me. <laughs> oh yeah, of course she is. No, I actually little, did not know her. Little unicorn, but yeah. only in the first two, incidentally. She got replaced in the third one. Oh yeah. Presum- I'm presuming because maybe she aged Age out of it. Stuff. Yeah, it makes but, sense. Uh, well, I, I just, I've, I've not even seen before, but I feel like I've seen her loads, just because she pops up on Instagram all the time. Really? Yeah, because... Yeah. Surprise, surprise, I follow um, A24. No, oh, yeah. wow. And, <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Incidentally, A24 distribute this and mid-90s. Yes, they do. So yeah. that is an interesting... They're always uh, posting stuff about those. Yeah. And, interesting. Yeah. We've got two coming-of-age dramas, both festival and awards-friendly, yeah. same time, both debuts by known performers. Isn't Lady, Lady Bird also... Wasn't Lady Bird Greta... Uh, Greta Kerwig, wasn't it? Lady Bird? Am yeah, I, but that, that's, right. that's also A24. Oh, that is A24, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes it is. You're mm. absolutely right. Um, so I do think Elsie Fisher is terrific in this. I think she's an absolute she's an absolute barnstormer in this. Uh, Josh Hamilton as her dad as well, I think is very good. Uh, I think if I had a complaint about it, I don't. I, I don't. I really don't have a complaint about it. No, I don't know what I'm saying. No. <laughs> if I had a complaint, I'd, uh, I'd be more. Yeah, uh, I'd good... be an idiot. I'd say you could possibly pick it out as being plotless, but that's a staple of the genre, really. This particular subgenre. Yeah. That's kind of something you can get away with. It's not like you can do that in a superhero movie. If Endgame yeah. didn't have a plot, obviously we'd be uh, up in arms. Yeah. It just You'd so be happens. like, where's my MacGuffin? <laughs> yeah. Where's my Sky Bee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's yeah. just, we're just being generic because, like, Marvel had this weird thing for like yeah. four years where every movie had to have sky beams. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't just Marvel. Well, like DC had the sky beam, but like yeah. Yeah, the floating trash ring. Fantastic Four had a sky beam, didn't it? The, Fantastic uh, Four had a sky beam. Stick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what else had a the sky? There were loads of sky beams. There was a lot of sky, sky beams, beams going on. Yeah, you can't move for sky beams in cinema lately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, genuinely astonishing that this is anyone's directorial debut. I think. Bo Burnham knows this 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 story inside. He obviously has a connection to this story. Apparently, it is in some ways uh, semi autobiographical, but obviously, he's never been a fourteen year old girl. So, he's like gender flipped it. Yeah, I think he's basically gender flipped it. I, I, I don't know if he's like based it on like a sister or something. No, I'm not sure because in that same way that obviously Jonah Hill has never been a down and out skateboarding kid living in poverty in Los Angeles. I, How I, do you know? <laughs> I mean, I can't for one second imagine Jonah Hill at any stage in his life being that, but... Uh, do you know what the age difference is between him and Seth Rogen? I do not know. I, f- I forget what I found, but it is ridiculously close. Really? Yeah. Right. Well, and I thought they had a good five years between them, easily. Well, let me have a look. Keep talking while I do this. Yes, of yeah, course. Otherwise, so, it's just going to be boring. Uh, it's not our film of the week, obviously. I'm going to give that to uh, <laughs> the end game. I mean, why wouldn't I go for it? It is really that good, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is amazing. that good. I, I would say this is a better end to a film saga than Return of the King. That, that's where I go with it. Go on, what's the answer? Right. Seth Rogen. Yeah. 37. 37, huh? Seth Rogen's <laughs> only two years older than me. 37? 
Jonah Hill, yeah. 35. Wait, Jonah Hill's my age? Wow. But, but Jonah Hill played the teenage huh. Seth Rogen in Superbad. He did, didn't he? It's two years between. Yeah, it's weird. That's crazy. Also, you know, it is nice to know that if Jonah Hill is my age, it means I can still shift a sizable amount of weight at the age I am. So that's, that's good. But then put it all back on within the space of a year, because that's Jonah Hill. Didn't like, he put it down to sushi at one stage? Didn't I he claim he had a sushi yeah. diet at one point? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Rich people, man. Rich people. Yeah, up and down and up and down. So what have we got next week? We've got some uh, some interesting stuff to come. In fact, Seth Rogen next week. There you go. <laughs> I I am so looking forward to Longshot. I have friends who have seen it. And uh, I, 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 what did I see? Oh, I saw Avengers instead. There we are. Uh, the <laughs> the Longshot screening. <laughs> the the Longshot screening was at the same time as the Avengers screening. Imagine my... What, some people were just like, oh, I'm going to go watch... Charlie's Trevin and Seth Rogen. Mm, well, a lot of people couldn't get into the Avengers. They went to. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I guess as a yeah, yeah I rocked up. I rocked up dressed like dressed like I am right now, and they just let me ride in. They didn't even check my ticket. But <laughs> if you just if you're wearing a spacesuit with a big Avengers logo, so if I turned up to Longshot looking like Seth Rogen, yeah. like. Compass way, Mr. Rogan. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, long shots next week. Uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile is next week. I have questions about that. I'm really intrigued. I can't wait to see what comes of it. Is that a Netflix film, or is it a Sky Cinema film? It is an it is an independently made film that Sky have purchased the rights to in the UK. Just in the UK, yeah. right? Now, I believe Netflix purchased it internationally, internationally, but in the UK. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I don't think it's we're getting it on Netflix, at least not straight off. It'll be on Sky Cinema. Be on Sky Cinema day and date with theatrical as well, so next Friday. So at least we are getting theatrical. We it? are getting the theatrical as well. Well, that's cool. Uh, also next week, Tolkien, starring Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone excited about it? How do you make a biopic? of a dude whose story is literally I went to war and then did some LSD with C.S. Lewis yeah I like in the trailers though that they make it look so much like Lord of the Rings like the the font is is fellowship oh it is isn't it yeah and like in the in the trailer he's got like like free friends yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. funny that yeah, yeah. that's his fe- and they call themselves a fellowship a fellowship yeah. and they go on quests Speaking of movies that have been on the shelf for an unrealistically long amount of time, next week we've got one. Vox Lux is out next week. No way. Yeah, I know. How long has that been kicking around? We actually sent an award screener for that, remember? Yeah. So Natalie Portman in the, I believe that's the directorial debut of Brady Corbett as well. Hmm. A.K.A. the kid from Thunderbirds. Yes. But yeah, let's let's call it what it is. And because every series needs a spin-off, and then another spin-off, and then they're just going to keep pushing them out no matter what. Next week sees the release of The Curse of La Llorona. So I'm just going to say, off the top of my head, I've spotted six Marvel actors in that list. What, in The Curse of La Llorona? No, 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 in the list of films for next week, there are six Marvel actors. Okay. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can go, you can go. Th- I mean, that's not... Tolkien is literally starring the dude who plays... I was going to say, are we... Are not, not just MCU, just Marvel films. Yeah, we can just say Marvel. Just any comic book film. Any superhero film. Yeah. Because yeah. they're the only ones that matter. Yeah. Marvel. In, in the eyes of older people, <coughs> in the eyes of older people, they're all the same anyway, so... In the eyes of people that go watch Tolkien. Yeah. In the eyes of the kind of audience for Tolkien, who yeah. also saw Red Jonies. All, all, all your Red, red Jonies. Yeah, all the Red Jonies. That's good. I'm going to use that. <laughs> where, where are my Red Jonies at? <laughs> so we've got all those to come and more next week off screen. In the meanwhile, listen to Kenny Stubbridge for Movie Market. I've been Van Conner. Go and see the hell out of Avengers <laughs> Endgame. 
I've been Kess Allen. Do what he says. There we are. Just show me the way to get out of here and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Offscreen. For more movie news, reviews and more, visit moviemarker.co.uk. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Pod. Cast. Extras. I feel like that, that, that came with real gusto. It, it started when I realised I actually started <laughs> to just lose my voice. So I, yeah, I, I completely lost out. Um, do you know what? One thing that uh, I've just noticed in the news, actually. Mm. Uh, you know Cinemia? The no. r- sort of rival to MoviePass, because we actually have that in this country. Cinemia is in this in this country as well. Huh. It's like a, it is like a rival to MoviePass. MoviePass. Um, they are apparently shutting down mm. due to right. There's apparently a massive backlash because they shut down three percent of their user account due to fraud and misuse, and apparently their entire customer base has revolted on them. Uh, let's see. There's also legal costs. Apparently they are giving up the game entirely, so it seems nobody can win this MoviePass system. What was the fraud? Were people like using mm. other people's... I would assume. Or like, like people using other people's Netflix? Yeah, maybe it's, yeah. maybe that clearly might be what happened, yeah. But uh, I tell you, when you went to uh, New York a couple of years ago for your honeymoon, I believe, wasn't yeah. it? Did the, was MoviePass heavily marketed at the time when, when you were yeah. there? Yeah. Because it was yeah, when we quite, were there. Quite a bit. Hmm. Like on Broadway, in particular, there's a whole section was just all, yeah. all, uh, all, you know, all the time. Um, one thing, this is kind of a, 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 I suppose it's kind of inevitable, I suppose. Child's Play, the remake's going to be very R-rated, apparently. Yeah, we've, we've we've spoken about who is playing Chucky, haven't we? We have, yeah. And uh, it's uh, 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 Mark Hamill. It's <laughs> Joker. Interesting thing about mm. Charles Play the remake, right? This might be the genuinely the most interesting thing about the film. Is it the buddy thing? No, right. The score to the movie. Have you heard about this? Mm. Right, I forget who is it doing happens. the score offhand. It is going. The score has been made with children's toys. That is how they've composed the score. Yeah. I forget who it is. It's like Mark Mothersbaugh, someone like that, maybe. Or, I, I don't know. I, is it Mark Mothersbaugh? I don't know if it is him specifically. Let me find out for you. From from Devo. From what? Mark Mothersbaugh? From the, from a band Devo, or Devo. Oh, I just think it was the guy that scored Thor Ragnarok. That upsets me, if that's what you think of. Like, I know. That's a really great score, but he, mm. he did Life Aquatic. Oh, okay. Uh, which, of course, is the first score I go to. Of course, that's where you go yeah. in your head. I go Thor Ragnarok, you go Where's Anderson. Uh, Bear McCreary, sorry, is, oh. is doing the score. Well, which is got my hopes up. fine for me. I like Bear McCreary. He did probably my favourite cover of All, all, all on the Watchtower. But uh, if you've ever seen Battlestar Galactica... Uh, how, is, how is your favourite cover of that song not Jimi Hendrix? Isn't Hendrix the original... Oh, no, no, it's Dylan's the original, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, sorry, you have to tell. Okay, Hendrix is my favourite cover. My second favourite cover. There you go. Yeah. Look, what, I'm not what, a music guy. <laughs> what, is, what other scores has he done? Bear McCreary? Oh, mm. tons and tons. Hang on, let's pull up the list for you. I know him primarily from television. He does, he's done a lot of uh, prestige series, but then stuff like, you know, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, he's currently at work on Godzilla. He's doing cool. King of the Monsters. Oh, did you see that new trailer? Oh, yes. No, I've not, I've not seen it. I've no, it's out. Uh, he is composing the music for the TV adaptation of Snowpiercer at the moment as well. Uh, let's see. When's that going to come out? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did all the music for that. Walking Dead. Hellfest was one of his. 
Nice. Uh, video game God of War. The Cloverfield Paradox is his. I'm going in reverse order here yeah. as well. Black Mirror, Colossal, Ten Cloverfield, Lane, The Boy, The Forest, uh, Da Vinci's Demons, Defiance, Constantine, Intruders, Everly is one of his as well. Knights of Badastum. Nice. With Ken Jong. Remember yeah. that? I don't think I've, I've never actually seen that, I don't think. It's all right. Hmm. But, uh, it's for like role play one, isn't it? And, and let's not let's not bury the lead. You know, we have to talk about his his magnum opus, which is Step Up 3D. He provided the score for Step Up 3D. That's, that's not the streets. Oh, that's two, isn't it? Yeah, that's Step Up Two. Step Up Two. Two. The streets. streets. Yeah. But uh, oh, he did which, the music for which Step Up film has got Peter Gallagher as? As the villain. Is that number four? I'm more depressed than anything that I know the answer to this is. Is it Miami <laughs> Heat or something yes, like it that? Is. Yeah. And then the fifth one, I yeah. believe, is Step Up All In. And I had to see that on my birthday one year. I had to, I had to go and screen it for review. You loved it. Oh, good Lord. It was just the worst. And I was really hungover as well. That's was... the last thing. You, you don't want a bunch of like hot young things dancing at you when you... When your head, head hurts. Oh, don't get me wrong, I, I always enjoy hot young things dancing at me. But it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, the movie's terrible. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the dancing added nothing to the plot. <laughs> so, the Disney uh, Fox movies. These movies that Disney have pulled. Oh, yeah. You were going to talk about, about Mouse Guard, wasn't it? Mouse Guard? Mouse Guard. Mouse Guard. Which... What is Mouse Guard? So, it was going to be a, um, like a mocap animation film, a oh. fancy film. Um, wouldn't you know it, Andy Serkis was going to be starring. Good it. Lord. Um, I mean... It was him and Thomas Brody Sangster? Yes. Is that the one? Yes, is I believe that, that is. Kid? Yeah. Liam Neeson's stepkid in yeah. Love Actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and by, by all accounts, it sounds like Game of Thrones with mice. In. And, and I want to see that. In. I want to see Mortal Engines with mice. I basically want to see any fancy film recreated with, with mice, with mice or, or or rodents. Did you see the? I, I posted a, a film poster on uh, my social feeds this mm. week that I came across called Velocipasta. I did see that. Did you see it? Yeah, a priest who can turn into a velociraptor and he has an army of ninjas. Isn't talking like he's he's a man of the claw? Yes. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, Love it. Yeah, well done. You earned it. Excellent. Uh, so okay, so the movies. At, yeah, the uh, ones that have been pulled. Isn't there a Tom Hanks, Paul Greengrass one. News of the World. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. We've also got uh, an adaptation of Angie Thomas's book On the Come Up. Mm. That's good as well. And this one has, has recently come to light as well. Um, Ted Melfi's latest comedy. Ted Melfi, who gave us uh, the Melissa McCarthy, Bill Murray movie. St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's him. Uh, Fruit oh, Loops. I like that. Is that Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson's yeah. Mental Hospital yeah. comedy. Which is a shame. That is a shame. Um, yeah, I guess another big fallout from that. The, the like kind of sub-studio where Fox 2000, is it? Yes. Yeah. Is it 2000 that shut down? 2000's shut down. But Searchlight is continuing. As is far it, as I'm right? aware. Yeah. yeah. And 2000 was the one that brought out like um, uh, Hidden Figures and Love, Simon, others oh. like mid-budget, yeah. mid-level. What we would describe as a good old school drama. mid-budget. Yeah, they're so, gone. <laughs> they're having a little bit of controversy with the, the, the Disney, with this process as well. Uh, namely interference from Disney on Fox projects, so mm. projects that were already in development, and Disney, <coughs> say, asserting their will upon them. Alan, Alan's putting his horn in. Alan is putting his horn in, and yeah. apparently he really doesn't like smoking. 
No, I was reading, reading about this yesterday, actually. Yeah, which yeah. makes the upcoming remake of West Side Story a little bit problematic. Because, you know, teenagers stabbing themselves, gang violence and all that, absolutely fine. You lot a cigarette and <laughs> I'm taking How my 12-year-old you? to that. Oh. I know, Get right? away from me. So, uh, also, we're, there's apparently going to be a green light handed out for Clint Eastwood's next project, The Ballad of Richard Jewell. That will apparently be the first Fox green light of this new right. new iteration of Fox Disney. Uh, let's see. Uh, Artemis, apparently, is still going ahead, which is the new Phil Lord and Chris Miller uh, movie. This is a- oh, adapted from yeah. a novel by Andy Weir, Did the Martian. Yeah, I was getting a bit confused because it was Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl, which looks out. pretty foul, if we're honest. But yeah. bit Spy Kids. A little bit Spy Kids. A little bit Spy Kids. Yeah, but, you know, K-Bray. And not Can the good one, more like Spy Kids 4D. Yeah. I thought you were referring to that. That's a good one because of your love of uh, the, the piv. piv. The Piv, piv man. Oh, piv. Ten years, Ten man. years, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've spent too much time together, you and I. Uh, anyway. Wait until we have mm. been spending ten years together. Yeah. That's not far off now. Oh, no. We, a couple we, of years. A couple of years. We, we've, 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 we've got time. <laughs> so let's talk about Doug Lyman's latest movie. Chaos <laughs> Walking. Isn't that an app title? Yes, it turns out that title is very fitting because this film... Is unreleasable. Apparently, they're gonna they're gonna mm. sink millions into reshoots. Like three weeks of yeah. reshoots and all that because the film, which stars Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, who seems quite happy about just doing yeah. it again. Tom Holland's posting all this stuff on Instagram and it's like, where can we dug? It's based on Patrick Ness's novel and uh, adapted by Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, how yeah. weird is that? Charlie Kaufman worked on the screenplay for a movie that is now determined to be unreleasable. Yeah. Okay, not going to say anything about that. Uh, it's going to open now in 2020. It was meant to open uh, March this year. Not going to happen. No. Here's a question for you. If you were going to make a Japanese remake of The Fugitive, who would you cast as, as, as Richard Kimball? <laughs> as Kimball? <laughs> exactly. A Japanese... A Japanese this remake. This is bad. I don't... Right. I don't know if I know that many Japanese actors and makes feel like a terrible person. We have actually mentioned his name today. I can say that. Ken Watanabe. It is Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe is the Japanese Harrison Ford, it seems. So Are they what? Is it actually gonna be a Japanese future? Yeah. Really? What? <laughs> Who's gonna be Japanese Tom Lee Jones? Oh man, I hope it's Hiroyuki Sonada. Yeah. I oh, like that that would be amazing casting, wouldn't it? Hiroyuki Sonada hunting Ken Watanabe, I mean. But, uh, Just, yeah, give, give me that, that scene in like the tunnel in the dam. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, right. this is something I, I, I know a little bit about because of a friend of mine. Uh, so, Alien 3 and all the versions of Alien 3 that you yeah. know, nearly came about. Uh, one of them was uh, written by William Gibson. And that we talked about it a while back. It was being turned into a series of comic books. It was being adapted as yeah. a comic book thing. Um, it's now being further adapted into an audio series, into an actual audio presentation, with the voice talents of the two actors who would have actually been in it had yeah. it been made anyway, which are Lance Henriksen and Michael Bean. Because for plot reasons, Ripley isn't in this till the end, isn't in the story until the very end. Yeah. She's in a coma for most of it. The idea is that the fourth movie would then feature her returning Return, to the cast. Yeah. I think it was because at that point, Sigourney Weaver was a little bit iffy with the Alien series. She was like, oh, I don't really fancy it. Well, around the point that Alien 3 was coming out, that was when the rumours started about uh, an Alien versus Predator movie, and Sigourney Weaver wanted nothing to do with that. That's why she had them kill her. 
Can't blame her, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I personally would rather never see another Alien vs. Predator movie, but... <laughs> That's just me. I don't know. I would, but, like, a good one. Yeah? And, I don't know, throw some other... Have, have, them, have them fight Jaws, as well. Yeah, Alien I mean, vs. Predator vs. Jaws. Alien vs. Predator vs. Kramer would work. <laughs> a custody battle with... Uh... <laughs> In fact, isn't that a Family Guy gag? Didn't Family Guy do Predator vs. Kramer? I don't I'm know. Sure it sounds like something that they would have done. I'm sure a predator shoots Dustin Hoffman in the face in a restaurant, I think. I'd, I'd have to look that I'm up. About, we're going straight to YouTube for that. Oh, please do. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Britney Spears. She's having a time. She's having a time. Yeah. This is not what I thought we were talking about. Is this, is this related to a film? Or are we just... This is related to a film. Have we changed podcast directions? We've, we've, we've changed a little bit. Hang on a so, second. No. So Sony have bought the rights to a Broadway <gasps> oh, yeah. musical. Yes. Yeah. Oh, once yeah. upon a one more time. Yeah, great oh, time. A fairy tale musical mm. set to the music of Britney Spears. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be made into a movie. Great. I mean, on that. Is it actually going to be made into a movie though, or are we just going to do a wicked and we'll get it in fifteen years? That, that's no, I think we could do it because these kind of jukebox musicals they they don't take that much time or work to. Uh, Please get allow me to. Uh, to furnish you with the details of this project, mm. which I must say I actually think could be quite good. So, Cinderella, Snow White, and the other fairy tale princesses gather for their book club when a rogue fairy godmother drops Betty Friedan's feminist novel, The Feminine Mystique, right. into their laps, causing a revelation. Yeah. Songs like Oops, I Did It Again, Lucky and Toxic. Feature. Uh, the stage version premieres in Chicago ahead of a 2020 Broadway debut. So on that paper, that sounds does doesn't really it really like, good? On paper, I'm curious about the use of Britney specifically for that one because it does seem like maybe that's a Gaga type thing, like something like that. But really? I suppose... no, I, she's she's referred to as a bit of like a feminist icon. Is she? Yeah. Okay. I think because of everything that she went through. 10, 12 years ago. You mean 2006, don't you? I do. The, uh, yeah. No, the year off Britney. Yeah. But, oh, is that what it was? The year of Britney drama. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like the shaved head instead. The shaved head instead. Like yeah. And, you know, she's, 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 come, she's come through it. Ah. Yeah. So, there is a new thriller coming out. It is from the team who brought us Call, you, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, Luca Guadagnino is only producing. It's not directing. It's not, not directing. Uh, it is set in Athens... And uh, it is the story of a vacationing couple who find themselves entwined in a conspiracy. Okay? It is called Born to be Murdered. Love that title. In. <laughs> in, I know. It is going to star, and I'm going to do this in order of just how awesome this is. Mm. Vicky Creeps from Phantom Thread. Right. Get me in there. Yeah. Boyd Holbrook from The Predator. Oh, right. And Logan yeah, like will be him. in there. Alicia Vikander will be in there. Mm. And John David Washington will be in there as well. well. I know, right? You should have started with him. Oh no, I went in the order. I went in the order. I was building. Oh, up you to were how building cool. up to awesome. I was building up to how cool. So the couple are Washington and Vikanda. So they are going to be the central central focus of this, which is a shame. I thought Ricky Creeps could have pulled that off. I quite liked her in uh, the girl with the, the dragon tattoo thing. That was it called it. The boss of the reboot of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Spider's Web. The girl with the clairvoy. Yes, yeah, the girl with the clairvoy. Like yeah. that one, yeah. The girl with the clairvoy tattoo. <laughs> the girl with the crown. <laughs> right. You know we were shit-talking Tolkien, by the way. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we were shit talking at Saturn too. Turns out the Tolkien estate kind of feel the same about it and yeah. would rather it did not exist. They have removed any uh, association. Are they Nicholas Halted production? Yes, they have. My God, that was good. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would have been better had we not already shot the, the film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, Marvel's Phase 3 will now officially close with Spider-Man Far From Home, not Endgame. So, if you yeah. think if you think it's over, no, we're still it in ain't. the... Still which which makes game. sense, because it'll, it'll deal with some fallout. Also, Ant-Man kind of served in the same capacity for Age yeah. of Ultron. It's like so. an epilogue, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. A, a PS chapter, isn't it? Yeah, you need a bit of like lightness, I think, after something so big. Yeah. Um, yeah, can we just talk about the things that have the films that have not been confirmed, but we pretty much know are happening? Marvel ones, MCU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, what have we got? We got Shang Chi. So we got Shang Chi. I'm I'm excited about that. Is that just, a, just based on who the director is? I need I need that to be Henry Golding. I really need that to be Henry Golding. See, I don't know if it, I don't know if he's too old. That's that's why I've said as well. Henry Golding. Yeah. How old is he? He's mid thirties. Mid thirties. Mid thirties is nothing in the but, acting but, world. But isn't Shang Chi meant to be like twenties or younger? I'm not sure. I mean, I thought he was supposed to be like a teenager. Quite a young looking guy. Uh, he is, yeah. I mean, look, just going by like his appearance in like uh, Simple Favor and uh, yeah. Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, he's he's who I've put down as well. Yeah, I mean, but, I'd like him to be Batman, but uh, oh, that'd be awesome. I know it would, wouldn't it? Would, that would be incredible. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so we, we got Shang Chi. We got uh, the Eternals. Yes, which has got has presently got Angelina Jolie yeah. and Kumail Anjiani attached, doesn't it? And the lead guy from I, I can't remember. No, I, I did, and I've forgotten it. What was uh, it? Train to Busan. I've forgotten his name. Oh yes, I know who I you forgot. mean. Korean actor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the really good Korean actor. Uh, Black Movie Wid- Bob was celebrating. I think um, uh, Black Widow. Ah, uh, yes, we've got Black Widow to come, which sadly is not going to be the Neil Marshall version that we were pitched a few years ago. Sadly not. Uh, that is going to star Florence Pew Pew. Pew Pew. And who else am I thinking of the top of my head? Uh, Someone else was attached to that. Rachel Weiss. Yes, Rachel Weiss. Um, David Harbour. That was it, thank you very much. Have, have we dropped the K for David Harbour? Because he was David K. Harbour, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Well, and that was he wasn't he? David Harbour. I think he's still David K. Harbour when he's in Bond years ago. Oh. But uh, so what? Oh, Ot Fagbenli. Oh yes, for Bond as well. Yeah, yeah uh, that one as well. Yeah, I like him in Hammer's uh, mm. Um And then it's it's a bunch of sequels as well. I guess. Yeah, well, we know we've got, got Guardians. 3. Guardians three. Yeah, we know there'll be a third Spider-Man. Obviously, Black Panther two is coming. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange 2, two is coming. That one is sooner rather than later. Yeah, well. Scott Erickson said he was in the middle of writing scripts. He posted that picture of, of Doctor Strange N- and Namor. Namor, yeah. Which, uh, come on, mm. Zephron or Luke Evans? I'll take either. But no, Z- Zephron's my Adam. He, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Ah, actually, that's good casting. Yeah, that's good casting. Have you seen him now? Now that he's blonde. Yeah. 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 Just grow it out. But... And Luke Evans. Well, maybe Luke. Maybe Luke Evans is a bit old. I suppose. What for Namor? Yeah. I wanted him to be Namor years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair. So I can but still see that. I can remember many years ago when uh, Universal were pitching themselves a, uh, a, a, a a Namor movie starring David Boreanaz. What? That actually happened. Really? Hey, there's some weird shit. If you go back through the history of the development of some of these comic movies, there's some weird hey, shit. Hey, I bet that story had some good bones. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, he's no angel. I, anyway. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I hate us sometimes. <laughs> Do you remember, for instance, that at one point, uh, about 2005, 2006, Warner Brothers were developing a Green Lantern movie with under the New Line banner that was going to star Jack Black. Jack Black, yeah, I do remember. And be, and be an outright mask-style comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting one. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. I thought you had a new story on that. You were just... No, no, I was just... You, you were just reminiscing. I was just, do you remember it? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were going to get a Silver Surfer movie at one point, yeah. weren't we? I feel like we should have a new segment just called Do You Remember? And we have, like, some harp <laughs> music playing. And we talk about films that never happened. <laughs> films that never happened. Films that never like were. Tron Ascension and things like that. Yeah, that was going to be the one after Legacy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Good luck. Remember, we did the, the animated show. It was actually really good. Yeah, Calvin tells me really good things about it. Although, uh, in terms of uh, abandoned movies, let's be honest, you could pretty much put, you know, populate that segment solely through things Kevin Smith's given up on halfway through. Yeah. And, uh, which are basically what? Clerks 3, More Rats 2, Hit Somebody, uh, Ranger <laughs> Danger and the Danger Rangers, uh, Six Million Long Man. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, Green Hornet, he was attached to at one point. No, he wrote a treatment for Green Hornet. That's it, he did. To be fair, a lot of those he wrote Mm. wasn't able to find financing for. So it's not that he gave up on them, Mm. it's that they kind of got as far as they could. And with Clerks 3, what's his name who plays Randall? I don't know who plays Randall. Oh, Jeff. Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson Anderson didn't want to do it, so that kind of like nixes. Jeff Anderson comes across as a real bellend, doesn't he? He kind of does, yeah. Uh, Like, that's the only thing he's known for. Not being a bellend? Being Randall. Oh, being Randall. Yeah. And to be fair, Randall is a bellend, but like a cool bellend he wanted to be best friends with. Have you ever watched the animated series? Yeah. Do you love it? Yeah. I, I think it might be Kevin Smith's best work. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I disagree with that, and I think you do as well, deep down in your cold, dead heart. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because we've had many conversations okay. about Kevin Smith. I, I know of your uh, love of Kevin the Smith. The Matrix is telling my brain this is turkey jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that. Do um, you think they're cognizant of how bad they got it? <laughs> One of us, one of us. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think that Chasey Amy is... Chasey Amy is a goddamn masterpiece. Also yeah. has my favourite opening, I think. So one of my favourite openings to any movie. <laughs> uh, it's up there with Way of the Gun. You're a me. tracer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. No, the Star Wars speech that Hooper comes out with. Uh, What's Dwight a Nubian? <laughs> <laughs> What's a Nubian? Shut the Black fuck up. <laughs> Black Rage! Oh, I think he's fantastic. He's so good. How did Dwight... Uh, you will never get a bigger career after that. Like, the guy had jobs, especially in that movie. He really did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know he has a cameo in Jane Slot Love Strike Back at the very, very end. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be in Jane Bob uh, reboot. Quite possible. I mean, he was attached... Because of Kevin Smith, he was attached to... Uh, 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 this, the Superman, the Nicholas Cage Superman movie at one point. Yeah, but that was through John Peters. Yeah, Do you remember? Exactly. Yeah, yeah John, John Peters. John Peters is that, that guy from the streets. Let's get. Yeah. John Peters from the streets. Street, street Fighter. Yeah. yeah. From the street. Yeah. <laughs> you and me, we're from the streets. <laughs> yeah. That's why we get Superman, because we're from the street. <laughs> yeah. How is it Kevin Smith describes that? I grew up on A Street. On A Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, I'm going to see Kevin Smith in a couple of weeks. Yes, Jamie Git, I know. Um, Angela Bassett has joined. Uh, uh, you can love this gunpowder milkshake. Yeah, I know. What? Right? A, what a title! What a title! Yeah, I know. Right? That's incredible. <laughs> she is the start of my current favorite rubbish show. <laughs> Which one? 
911. Oh, I've seen ads for that, yeah. Man, you should watch it. It's in, it's incredible. I may well try. Like, every episode, at mm. least, like, three ridiculous things happen. So it, Excellent. It, yeah, it follows a bunch of, like, uh, firefighters and paramedics, and there's always, like, really ridiculous, like, like emergency calls. Like, I'm on, in. <laughs> on, is that the one that's got... Mm, chick from uh, uh, country music series last couple yeah. of years popular Connie, Connie Britton Connie Britton yes Connie Britton and uh, Peter it's called Crowley. Nashville isn't it Nashville of course <laughs> it's called Nashville yeah I think it's country music I'm not sure <laughs> yeah on, on the last episode mm-hmm. they got a call to go to a hospital um, because a woman was having plastic surgery having a facelift yeah and there was an issue with like, like the anaesthetic and uh, the anaesthetic had not gone through her mask but had seeped through the entire building. There was like a leak, and so the, yeah, it's incredible. And so the entire like staff gets knocked out, and then someone wakes up, and like half a face just comes off. Wow. Okay. So if you don't want to watch that show based on that description, I can't help you. Uh, we have some breaking news. I mean, I've just finished by telling you that that movie Gunpowder Milkshake, which is come from the directors of Big Bad Wolves, yeah, uh, also stars Karen Gillan and Lena Headey. Oh my god, I mean. Yes, and uh, the characters run what is effectively a massive armory. Yeah. That's going to be it. Uh, look, breaking news. Okay. Comcast. Let's just call them Universal. Yeah. Basically, what they are, isn't it? Comcast slash NBC Universal <laughs> apparently are having meetings with Disney. And they are selling Hulu. Disney will own Hulu. Okay. I feel like Disney's going to own me. Disney will own 100% of Hulu. That, that's, that's the outcome of this. That's insane. I mean, that is bonkers. Oof. Now, just think for one second, what happens if that gets integrated into Disney Plus? Well, it will do. Sure, that's why we're doing it. Yeah, well, why you would, isn't it? That's what we said about Fox. Yeah. We're buying it, so it'll be on our stream service. Exactly. So, yeah, this looks like Disney Plus could really change the world. <coughs> I mean, a 70 billion. Well, you know, Apple have got Steve Spielberg. Yeah, Apple have Spielberg for that service that I don't really think anyone actually wants to watch. Yeah. But, uh, so, one final bit. Let's talk about Max Landis, who has been, <laughs> let's just say, quietly shown the door um, as regards his name being on his on an upcoming film. So... The uh, the filming title is in question is titled uh, Shadow in the Cloud, right? He's going to star Chloe Moretz, sorry Chloe Grace Moretz. Let's go with the mm. the bullshit. Why was she Chloe Moretz for years and then became Chloe Grace Moretz? I thought she was initially Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, did she did she start out as Grace Moretz and then become and then Chloe Moretz and then dropped. become Chloe Grace Moretz again? Yeah, eventually the artist formerly known as eventually the prince mm. for a bit, eventually she'll just be the symbol. I mean, it's worth noting that she does she does currently star in the second best movie in UK cinemas, but. I've heard great things about Greta. I loved Greta. I had so much fun with it. Anyway, so Chloe Marie Schmerz is going to star as a World War II fighter pilot. All right. Yes, in Shadow in the Clouds. She's carrying top-secret documents aboard one of the old uh, uh, B-17, you know, the Flying Fortress, as it was yeah. called. And uh, she must contend with it. This is the quote. Right. An evil presence, an, ongoing Japanese, an oncoming uh, Japanese ambush, and the leery all-male crew. Slight problem with that. This movie has been written by Max Landis. Max Landis mm. does not have what we shall call a uh, <laughs> sterling documented, uh, documented relationship with women. Let's just put it that way. No, what came out a couple of years ago? I remember, I remember being some... It was... Some uh, all I know about it offhand was sexual misconduct. That's all I know. I don't but know. Do, do, we, do we know who... 
said it or I, I don't know to be honest I mean in the grand scheme does it matter I bet it was just his dad just trying to distance <laughs> well <laughs> according to Glomerates and this is what she's told <coughs> this is what she's told the Guardian mm. okay we've completely distanced ourselves from him we've rewritten it several times now his name of his name is kind of far away from the project communication is key and being held accountable is key it's a really horrific thing to hear those stories which, yeah, fair enough. Chop his name off, get That's rid of them. pretty damning, isn't it? They, 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 and they're not, they're not, like, making any bones about it. They are really just going in with, no, no, he's off it. He's, we, we don't want him associated with so it. So we're, we're probably not going to get that American Werewolf remake, Oh, we? God, no. But, wow. uh, so interesting thing about the Hulu uh, thing, by the way, I'll say this before we go. Mm. Uh, Hulu has a lot of programming from NBC. A lot. Loads, yeah. Because, obviously, of that relationship with Universal. Now, the question is, if Disney wind up taking a full 100% ownership of uh, Hulu, then what happens to that relationship between Hulu and Comcast slash NBC Universal? Does that relationship stay there? Do the prices get hiked up for the licensing? What what becomes of it? Yes. uh, Am I able to stream, like, the US office and Parks and Rec and an episode of Simpsons? Right. I mean, God, crazy. God. Can you imagine the streaming catalogue it's going to wind up with? <sighs> I mean, Netflix has got good girls, and I enjoy that. Yes, yes, I too enjoy the good girls. I don't, I don't think I don't think I'll ever get rid of Netflix. I mean, I'll, I'll say right now, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but like, mm. I, oh, I, well. I, I, feel, I feel quite loyal. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not loyal to Netflix, <coughs> and they, uh, they, you've got a real cough going I today. have. I apologise. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. turning to Tom Waits because I'm I'm going to be in a gym jam. Oh, as, as, as long as you're better Tom Waits than Val Kilmer was, that's fine. That's all. <laughs> I try. Uh, yeah. Did you ever see? I don't think it because it's dead obscure. Have you seen a Val Kilmer film called The Traveller? No, no, I have not. It's great. Um, and there's an episode of uh, The Twilight Zone recently, but it's basically the same thing. So, like, a random guy. Walks into a police station yeah. on either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, one of the two, mm-hmm. and uh, he wants to turn himself in for a crime, for a murder that he's not yet committed. So no more, sold. Yeah, it's absolutely sold. It's that. amazing. It's terrible, but it's. Is there it's news great. you would like to go through at all? I think that's it. <laughs> I, I generally think that's it. By, by the sound of things, my larynx is going to like fall out of my ear. No, that's so, fine. Uh, we'll, we'll cut you a break then. In which case, here it is: your moment of cage. Let me. Let me. 